Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast. And today we are going to talk about the least consistent players in the top 100 of the fantasy draft, players that you need to avoid in this upcoming season. So here we go. Listen up. It's time for the Fantasy Maverick Podcast, starring the guy who's going to help you win that fantasy championship, Jimmy Maverick. Hello there, friends. It's Jimmy Maverick, and welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Maverick Podcast coming at you from Santa Fe, New Mexico. And today we're going to talk about consistency, and we're specifically going to talk about uh, the least consistent players that are currently sitting in the top 100. So, um, so let's just start out by saying what is consistency? And for me, um, consistency is how involved that player is in the offensive game plan, regardless of how the game is going. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a, a measure of inputs. Uh, it's how many targets, how many touches are, do they get each game and how much does that vary from game to game? So, um, uh, you know, when you're looking at fantasy, the worst kind of players for me are the guys that'll get you uh, 12 targets one week and two targets the next, right? Those those guys will murder your fantasy team, and you'll have no idea when to start them. And if you're like me, what you end up doing is you start them on the week they get two targets, so you bench them, and they get 14 targets and have a huge game, so you start them again, and they get like four targets, right? That's always how it goes for me. So I hate these kind of players for season-long fantasy. Um, so what I did is, uh, for my app, my Perfect Fantasy Draft, is I created a consistency rating. Uh, and what it is is it measures the variance in their usage on a week-to-week basis during the prior season. And, um, you know, it, it takes out any weeks that they don't play, that they're inactive. Um, uh, and uh, basically, based on that variance, they uh, get assigned a score. And then if they're in the top 10% for that uh, player category, we had a running backs or wide receivers or tight ends, um, if they're in the top 10%, with their score, they get a 10 out of 10. That's the best you can get in my app. And it goes down from there. So if you're in the bottom 10%, you end up getting a 1. That's the worst consistency rating you can get on my app. So that's kind of how it works. Um, my app also goes ahead and it takes away uh, their highest volume game and their lowest volume game before calculating this number. Because as far as I'm concerned, any player in the league can have a terrible game and any player in the league can have what I call a gonzo game where they just go off. Everything's going their way. So I want to take those two away and then look at how they did on all the rest of the game. So basically we're looking at, for most players, 14 games, their, their middle 14 games during the course of the season. So um, uh, the, the one of the big takeaways I want to give you is that volume creates consistency, okay? Uh, when you look at, say, receivers that play on uh, run-first, low-volume passing teams, um, what happen, What you tend to notice is, is their consistency ratings are pretty bad compared to other receivers. And I'm just going to give you a couple of examples uh, from players from low passing volume teams. Um, A.J. Brown scored a 4 out of 10. Tyler Lockett scored a 2 out of 10. D.K. Metcalf, 4 out of 10. 
Debo Samuel scored a three. Hollywood Brown scored a three. That's that's a big part of this, right? So so when I'm looking at players to draft, what I want is from the the low volume passing teams, I like the running backs and the tight ends. From the from the high volume passing teams, I like the wide receivers, and that's kind of how I you know generally strategize with these players but that's that's a good rule to follow when you're in your fantasy draft so uh, let's look at uh, we're going to look at each of the positions we're going to look at running back wide receiver and tight end and we're going to point out some low consistency players and um, do you need to be concerned for the upcoming season so we're going to start out with one who anybody who took him knows how terrible he was David Johnson who was now in Houston so he's got a fresh start there but uh, he ends up having one of the worst consistency ratings of any running back in the league last season. He rated a 1 out of 10. All right, It's as bad as you can get. It's as low as you can get. And it's not hard to see why. Like in the first six weeks, he was basically averaging about 20 touches and targets a week. Um, and then he got injured. He missed a few weeks. But then when he came back, uh, he had been replaced by Kenyon Drake. And he was only getting somewhere between three to six opportunities a game. It was nothing. And so on the high end, you got 20, and on the low end, you've got three, four, five touches, and that's how he ends up with this terrible, terrible rating. Now, um, I do anticipate that it will be better this year, right? Volume creates consistency. David Johnson is heading into a high-volume situation. Uh, Carlos Hyde got 245 touches last year, okay? Um, and, And Carlos Hyde doesn't catch balls either. Uh, David Johnson does. Now, there is also an issue here that Duke Johnson is still on this team. Duke Johnson had 61 targets last year. Um, Right now, I am projecting him to get about that same amount of volume, but because Hopkins isn't on the team anymore, there's going to be some shuffling uh, among uh, targets to other players, and I I feel that David Johnson is a safe bet uh, to also get somewhere around 50 to 60 targets this year, um, which makes him really great. I mean, uh, I'm I'm looking at the high 200s uh, for volume. I think he's going to be fine as far as consistency goes. I think with him, uh, another issue is just uh, health, right? Can he can he s- sustain a full season anymore? Uh, you know, he is 29, 29 this year. Um, but his ADP is at number 44. So he's a fourth-round pick. As a fourth-round pick, I love him. But just a little warning for anybody that's picking early, right? Anyone that has like, you know, top five picks in your draft, um, you're probably, if you want him, you would have to take him in the third round. I do not like him as a third round option. There's lots of better uh, running backs in the third round that you should take before David Johnson. But if he falls to your fourth pick, I absolutely like him this year. I do trust him. Um, His consistency will be much better. So that's the first one. Now, the next one is, um, it's a team situation, and, and, and these guys need to be brought up because they had poor consistency during the course of the season, and I'm talking about the Niners, and specifically Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. So, last year, also, Matt Breida was on this team, and it's kind of uh, interesting because all three of these running backs all scored a 4 out of 10 on consistency last year, and it was, if you look at the numbers, you can see, oh, this is the week Matt Breida had a good week. Oh, here's the week that Tevin Coleman had a good week. Oh, here's where Mostert did good. And, and you know, right now, Mostert is going at ADP 59. 
Um, and he's the first one coming off the board. Of course, um, um, of course, Breed is no longer on the team too. So that does help as well. Um, but, you know, Mostert closed out the season very, very strong. He did very well. And so that's why he's going uh, as early as he is on the draft, especially compared to Tevin Coleman, who's going at 114. But really, when you look at Kyle Shanahan and the way he runs his offenses, he does not utilize a workhorse. He doesn't. He goes with the hot hand. Raheem was hot at the end of last season. He was great. Um, But this consistency is a concern of mine that are you going to be able to trust Mostert on a week-to-week basis um, given that he is splitting time with Tevin Coleman? So, you know, it is a run-first offense as well. You know, there, there's there's good things and bad things here, but just because the, the, consist, the consistency rating is such a question mark here and uh, generally very poor, uh, you know, just from the way that, that Shanahan runs his offense, um, I'm not sure if I could trust him here. You've also got issues about the Super Bowl slump. They play in the toughest division in the NFL. Um, it's going to be a tough year. It's going to be a tough year for San Francisco. And I'm thinking that they might not even make the playoffs this year. That's that's how concerned I am about this offense because I I really not sure if they're they're the first or second best team in this division. I think they're probably the third best. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But um, that is something to be concerned about. Uh, you, you don't want players like this on your team. Mostert seems like a great choice for daily fantasy because he can go off. And he had some monster games last year. But do you really want to bet on him on a week-to-week basis? You know, ADP 59, you can get him pretty, you can get him at a good spot, you know, so you got to weigh this against each other, but it's just a level of concern for me with the low consistency on running backs on this team. So uh, let's move on to wide receivers. Now, um, there are two elite options that stand out, and they're and not in a good way, man. Um, they are both going at about the same point in the draft, and both these players had the uh, notoriety of scoring zero points on a game that they were active in and they were getting targeted in. Zero, which is crazy. Um, but one of them is pretty obvious. The, last one, the, the second one is not. But the first one is Amari Cooper, who's going at ADP number 25. And he has kind of been the poster boy for inconsistent play during the course of his career. And last year was no, uh, no different. Um, did you know that he had three separate games where he only received two targets? And then he also had two games where he received 14 targets. Um, So that's the kind of player that will drive you insane during your fantasy season. And and it's not like there's any further clarity here. I mean, at least in San Francisco, one of the running backs is gone. But in, in Dallas, they have added an elite wide receiver option in CeeDee Lamb to this team. So will Amari be able to grow his target share in this offense? I don't think he can. Um is he still going to have these boom bust games? And I think, yes, I I think, you know, that is what's going to happen here. And so I just cannot recommend him for your fantasy team um, because you know, what's going to happen. But you know, again, Amari Cooper, great for daily fantasy, great option. Um, You know, so take him for that, but don't take him for your season long fantasy team. Don't put yourself through that, especially as he would be your, 
wide receiver one, wide receiver two, something like that. And that leads to this other guy, this other guy, Mike Evans, ADP number 23, also scored terrible on his consistency last year. Two out of 10 is what he scored amongst the worst of running backs, especially for an elite level running back. Um, you know, Evans, he, he has gotten over a thousand receiving yards every year he's been in the league, which is impress an impressive feat. Um, but he has constantly consistently been, had a terrible reception percentage. Um, he usually only is able to catch around 55 to 60% of uh, passes thrown his way. Now, of course, we're talking James Winston passes, but still, it's been a consistent issue for him that he has not been able to get like a 70% reception percentage, which most elite wide receiver ones can do. Now, he makes up for it in his yards per catch, and he is a deep ball guy, man. He, you chuck it deep, and he catches it in the end zone probably or on his way to the end zone. So that makes, that kind of hides these issues, these consistency and this reception percentage issues. Um, and you got to think about, it, man, he's getting a quarterback change. It's 43 year old Tom Brady. And I know a lot of people are talking about Mike Evans as being, you know, um, is going to explode this year with Brady. And yes, Brady's a better quarterback than, than James Winston, for sure. No question. But Brady's at the point of his career where he's not going to chuck it deep. He, he, he's not going to He's not going to be able to do that like he did in the past. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's an added risk here. Uh, so, again, I think tremendous bust potential for Mike Evans. And, and I see a continuation of this inconsistent play because he will have a couple of games where he's going to get that 80-yard touchdown catch and he's going to have an amazing stat line you know, for fantasy purposes, but I can see him also being in a game where he only gets three or four catches for 30 yards and he's just going to kill you for fantasy because, you know, you took him in the second round and this is what he's doing for you. So stay away from Mike Evans too. I just, there's just too many negatives here uh, for me to even think that it could be possibly improve in the upcoming season. Um, so, Let's see here. So, so let's finally talk about tight ends. I got a couple I want to talk about. Um, and, and, and the thing with tight ends, man, you know how I say that, that, that volume creates consistency. Well, tight ends are a problem because tight ends are all low volume, uh, you know, outside of a couple of elite players like Travis Kelsey and George Kittle um, and uh, Zach Ertz, right? Those are like the three high volume tight ends. But everyone else... So many tight ends fall into the 50 catches, 500 yards, five touchdowns, which is essentially irrelevant for fantasy football. Um, the only way they're worth anything is if they get a touchdown. That's the only reason they would be worth anything on any given week. Um, so you, you consistency becomes a real issue here. And now, now when we're measuring the consistency ratings, we're measuring them against only other tight ends, not against everyone in the team. Otherwise, most tight ends would be just sunk to the bottom, but these guys score poorly against other tight ends. And that's a real issue. So let's talk about, let's talk about the team first. The first team is the Rams and everyone's pretty high on Tyler Higby this year. And, and you know, he finished again, very strong, like Mostert, very strong finish to the season. He got like 10 plus targets in the final four games after Gerald Everett got hurt. Um, 
But, you know, before that, it's not like he wasn't playing on the team. He played basically every game last year. He was out for a couple of games. Um, but for for weeks one through 11, um, he was only getting anywhere from three to seven targets. And it was usually on the lower end of that scale. So he ends up with a consistency rating of one out of 10. And, you know, he hit that hot streak after Gerald Everett went out with the injury. But now, look, Gerald Everett is healthy. Gerald Everett was the primary tight end who got most of the volume in the first 12 weeks of the season. Um, and, and Kyle Shanahan has been quoted, quoted as saying that he has got to do a better job of utilizing Gerald Everett's skill set. Um, so that, to me, reads that he's going to be using both these guys. And, and we're not talking a ton of volume here. We're talking last year between these two, it was 141 targets. And so I'm seeing a split here where it's maybe going to be 80 to one and 60 to the other. And, and 80 is like kind of borderline tight end, startable tight end. 60 is not. But, uh, you know, again, it's just going to be like neither one's going to be good for your fantasy team. Now, the one thing to mention here is if I wanted to take a flyer on Gerald Everett, I would do it. If, if I'm in a league where I have eight bench slots, uh, all right, I would definitely utilize my last pick to take um, to, to just take a chance on Gerald Everett because I think there's something that, that he could do there that would provide you with some positive value and perhaps startable value during the course of the season um, because his ADP is at 216 right now. So he's basically, he's essentially undrafted. Um, and, and, and whereas uh, Tyler Higby's going at ADP number 76. So Higby's going super early. So again, be very cautious with this team. Um, you know, I'm not sure I trust that there will be enough volume going to either one of these guys to make them a startable fantasy asset. Uh, so that's just my warning on that one. Now, my other one that scored very poorly on the consistency rating is uh, Jared Cook. And Jared Cook is also very hot right now. He's going like right after Tyler Higby. He's going at ADP number 93. He's like the next tight end that's coming off the board after Higby. And, um, you know, the big reason why he's going so early is because of his touchdowns last year. He got nine touchdowns, which was amazing, especially when you consider he only had 46 catches. 46 catches, nine touchdowns. To me, that is screaming at me, touchdown-dependent tight end. And there was another tight end uh, just a couple seasons ago, a big name, Jimmy Graham, when he was in Seattle, and he had a season like this, all right? It was a 10-touchdown season, but only on, it was under 50 catches, and, and you could just see that this was not someone that you wanted on your team. Yes, he had a great season. I actually had him on one of my teams that year, and I got to tell you, man, 10 touchdowns covers up a lot of warts. <laughs> it makes him look way better than he is, and that's how I feel it is with Jared Cook. And, and, and going back to Jimmy Graham, Drew Brees has not been able to properly utilize a tight end since Jimmy Graham left. And just underutilizes them, under targets them, and, and I'm not seeing an, a way that he's going to get more targets coming into next year, uh, coming into this next season. So again, I don't trust it. I think the consistency is poor, um, and 
The only way I would play Jared Cook, again, is daily fantasy, man. That's the only way you can trust him, uh, that you want players like this to go off. And that's, that's something that's kind of funny, right? Um, you know, even though season-long fantasy and daily fantasy utilize basically the same rules, the same scoring system, um, if you play your daily fantasy like you play your season-long fantasy, you'll do okay, which is what I had done through most of my time playing daily fantasy. But if you want to win daily fantasy, these are these are actually the kind of players that you want. Like I, I could I could just re-record this as the best <laughs> the best players for daily fantasy because these inconsistent players. That's what you want. You want the guy. You want to pick guys that are either going to get you two targets or twenty targets, and hope that you pick them on the week that they get the twenty because that's how you're going to win in daily fantasy. Um, so anyway, that that's just that's a that's a little sidestep there, but. Um, so those are my list. That's my list. Those are these guys all rated very poorly on consistency rating, and because of that, uh, in my app they are they are downgraded. Um, when when you look at how I score my teams on the Vork score, consistency is one of those pieces. It makes up twenty percent of their Vork score. And when you get somebody that has a poor Vork score, like Amari Cooper or Mike Evans, um, what happens is is on my app when you're in draft mode. Um, going round by round, picking your players, you're going to see these players are going to get pulled down the draft board. And, and, and that's great for helping you when you're trying to make these game day decisions, when you're trying to make these draft day decisions on what are the best players to take. Um, you're going to find risky players like this pushed farther down the board than you would normally see them. And instead, you're going to see players that scored better on consistency, that have better outlooks, that offer better value, because um, those players will be pushed to the top of the list on each round. So this is my plug. Go to, go to my website. Go to fantasyfootballmaverick.com. Sign up, and you can check out my app, My Perfect Fantasy Draft. You can sign up for free and get free access to a limited version of the app. Um, and you can see all the consistency ratings. Like, right, you want to find out who, oh, well, who are the most consistent players. Well, this is what you need to do. Go to my website, go to my app, and you can see who are the players that scored 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 on consistency. Those are the best players to have for fantasy this, this coming season, the ones you can count on every week. They're going to do great every week for you. You know, even if they have a bad game, they still got 20 touches. And you know that next week they're going to get 20 touches again. They're going to be fine, right? That's, that's, the, that's the most important thing about consistency is you trust. You trust the player that you can slot them in and you don't have to worry about it. They're going to get the volume. So, um, uh, so anyway, thank you very much for watching. Well, I hope this was very informative to you. And, um, you know, again, go to my website, fantasyfootballmaverick.com. Check out my app. And if you like it, you can subscribe. It's only $9.95 this month. It's for a full year of access. You can use it on as many fantasy drafts as you're in. And I'm telling you, it's going to make a difference on game day. You are going to draft so much better when you have this tool uh, up on your phone or your tablet while you're in a live draft. Um, it's going to make all the difference. And, and if you doubt me, just look at some of my uh, mock drafts. I've already done a couple mock drafts this season. I'm going to do more, of course. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to talk about this, to talk about the consistency, and uh, just tell you, man, uh, mostly stay away from these players. Uh, of this whole group, the only one I like is David Johnson, and only if I can get him in the fourth round. So that's where we're at. All right, so thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. Stay tuned next time. We're probably going to do a mock draft next. So uh, anyway, have yourself a good rest of your week. Enjoy your summertime, and uh, have a great day, everybody.